Thanks for tuning in to Tech Five Radio this Wednesday night. This is Jonathan Kirchhoff. And this is Audrey Russo. And Audrey, it's always fun hanging out in the Huntington Bank Podcast Studio. I know. This is always fun. Yeah. Great to be here. Great to be fall. Know that lots of things are happening, but what's best is we always have some great people in the house. We do. And, you know, the show has been like off the hook lately. We have so many people doing great stuff. I feel like we need an extra hour, but we can't do that. So we, we try to cram as much as we can. Actually, we might be uh, breaking you know some fire codes today with a number of cool guests we have stopping by today. And we're going to jump right into it with uh, Derek Maltzby hanging out with us today from Dickie McCamey and Chilcoot. What's up, man? Hey, thanks for having me. Yeah, and you've been hanging around our office quite a bit because you guys have a, have a co-working desk in our space. So it's always good to see you hanging around and uh, meeting with some of our members and stuff like that. Absolutely. No, uh, no better place to be. Uh, we enjoy it over here in Nova Place and at the Tech Council offices. And uh, we've been running the Tech Legal Clinic here over the summer and yeah. continue to do that through the fall. So it's been great. It's great. A you little, have a summit that you guys have put together, though, which is really cool. Yeah, absolutely. We really wanted to, to, to build on our presence in the tech community and continue to add value to the community. And one way we saw that was to you know leverage our relationships and our network uh, to provide a, a really great uh, event for the, for the community. And so we established the Pittsburgh Tech and Data Summit, uh, which will be on November 1st at uh, Duquesne University School of Law. It's right uh, around right, the corner. Right here, right in Uptown, and it, it's coming fast. Uh, our corporate sponsors are Castus, JLL, and Microsoft. And, nice. Uh, we were able to get a, our keynote speaker this year will be Heyman Pathak, who's the general counsel in North America for Microsoft. So we're, we're really oh, excited about it. Oh, that's fun. Yeah, we're really excited. And, that's uh, fun. And, and rumor has it you have some really distinguished moderators this year, too. <laughs> yeah, there's this guy yeah. named Jonathan Kirsting. He's, 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 oh, he's one my of the gosh. moderators. Uh, people apparently love to listen to him talk. Oh, yeah. That. People love my moderation skills. Because <laughs> all i got to do is let other people talk. <laughs> you got well, but honestly, yeah, exactly. I, I sort of love what you've put together. Why don't you outline it yeah, so people can hear yeah, about no, absolutely. the agenda? And so, you know, with, with, with summits and stuff like that, we always we wanted to make it accessible. So uh, part of making it accessible was kind of extending it all day so that way it fits into everybody's schedule. Um, you know, starting in the morning, we have three panels. Uh, we have a networking breakfast as well to kick the day off. Then at lunch, we have our keynote speaker, you know, uh, similar to other formats. Then we have three panels in the afternoon, uh, and then we have a we have a reception afterwards in which uh, beverages will be served and and people can have a great time. <laughs> beverages, <laughs> like you know, cappuccino, like coca yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, no, you know, and, uh, I can finally um, relax after putting this thing together. I know it's and, good good learning yeah, for you to no, do that. Absolutely, yeah. This is this is an and so what's the event. theme? Let's talk about what the theme is. No, absolutely. So the idea of it was is that in Pittsburgh. Uh, we felt that the tech community, uh, the business community, the legal community, everything's very siloed. Uh, there was a lot of conversations happening and similar conversations and great conversations. Right, right. But they weren't happening, uh, you know, t- together. They were they were kind of off in their different silos. Mm-hmm. You had folks over in Oakland. You had folks in East Liberty. You had folks in the Strip District all having these conversations. We really wanted to break down those barriers, bring people together uh, in, in a different venue. You know, there's not a, a, a lot of... Uh, summits or conferences that happen in uptown mm-hmm. obviously with the new development site uh up, up in uptown we right. thought that this would be a, a great place for it um for something new and bringing in these these multidisciplinary panels to talk about some of the issues that we've all been talking about you know uh revolving around the ethical implementation of artificial intelligence uh 
Pittsburgh's future as a smart city. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's actually Jonathan. That's my What about, the, what about yeah. the ethical uh, implementation of all technology? Yeah, no. What absolutely. about open source? Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, and the idea of this is, and it's the idea of everything we do at, uh, the, with the Dickie McGamey Tech and Data Group is, we want some. We want this to be systemic. So this isn't just a one-off event. Uh, next year we'll have the second, and the year after the third. You're already committing and to year number two. Yeah, no, no that's uh, great. We, we're, we're all about doing things that are sustainable. Maybe um, tell us a little bit more about the keynote speaker. It sounds like this is a pretty, pretty mm-hmm. up-and-coming uh, person great. here. Yeah, no, absolutely. Heyman Pathak is, a, is, is an incredible human being. Um, he's, as I said, the general counsel of North America for Microsoft. He's uh, based out of Virginia, the D.C. area, and he – Truly, I, I met him in February um, at the uh, Howard Tech Law Summit um, that Microsoft hosted, and he, me and him sat next to each other. He's a Baltimore Ravens fan. Uh, I didn't hold that I'm against him. It's say, okay. Yeah. They deserve to be I, a fan I, I, right I, Yeah, now. I didn't okay? hold that against him, and we, we, we hit it <laughs> off, and um, he's, he's been a big supporter of my career. And when uh, he heard that we were doing this event, I said that for the, you know, the first year of this event, there was nobody better to be the keynote than him. He agreed, awesome. and, and we're lucky to have him. And he is. What's he going to talk about? So I, I, he's a huge um, supporter of the Pittsburgh tech ecosystem. He's a huge believer in it. Uh, he believes that there's incredible value, uh, especially around the the medical tech space. Um, this, you know, yeah. being uh, a medical haven with UPMC right. here and and Pitt and Pitt. And so he's truly uh, probably going to talk about just the opportunities mm-hmm. here in Pittsburgh mm-hmm. but then also he is a he's a huge proponent of, of the ethical implementation of technology mm-hmm. uh, generally and Microsoft I think has been a leader in that area they um, certainly have yeah. and, and he's they yeah, have. a huge part of that yeah they've been very transparent very self-reflective and very you know having these deep conversations around you know the ethics of engineers too nah. so when they see things what do they do? How do they understand what good is? Absolutely. And, and Microsoft has bought into our summit, uh, you know, not only as a sponsor and having a keynote, but they've also are going to send a few members up from uh, Washington, D.C. To, to sit on panels. Very cool. Yeah, it's so we're great. really excited about that. And Very excited. We we're, have to talk about this stuff. Yeah. No, we do. And we're, I think – I'm think, not being Pollyanna. We have to talk about this. And I think this. this first year we really wanted to bring, you know, people together from Pittsburgh with, with a few outside voices. And as the years go by, you know, add some people, add some people in and – uh, we have Liz Brown coming mm-hmm. uh, from Philadelphia to be yeah, our opening from speaker backstage. from backstage, and uh, you know uh, she's the the CEO and, and I founder. Think Pittsburgh of BC, might be BCKG. her uh, her her unofficial adopted. City I know. Maybe. She's yeah, great. no, seriously, so much fun. She's seriously, really cool. I, I I'm going out to you know visit her in Philadelphia here soon, and I joke with her that she's always I will catch her in Pittsburgh before I go out to Philadelphia. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, but yeah, we're excited to have her as a part of the cool. event. And, and if people, so want, people want to register and learn more about it, where can they go? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, we are selling our tickets uh, through our Eventbrite. So uh, if you just Google Pittsburgh Tech and Data Summit, it will pop up. Very cool. Um, and early bird tickets are no longer on sale. So uh, if you haven't bought it yet, you missed out. Uh, but too bad. Yeah, we, uh, we, we've we kept it. This the, is a full day nerd out, it's so a, it's worth the time It's a and the full money. day, and we, yeah. we tried to keep it uh, reasonably, you know, affordable to be accessible uh we we didn't our idea wasn't to earn profit off of this event we just want to uh, yeah, cover your costs yeah, yeah, the lights the cost, cost something yeah, the yeah cover the cost uh cover the cover the uh, beverages at exactly, the end of the day exactly right. <laughs> and then to you know really have a good time and, and make it accessible to the entire community and well Derek, uh, i can tell you when you guys first started spinning this thing up and you kind of run some ideas past me like this is really cool and i'm really excited to see it get to this point where it's just a few weeks away now and i'm just i'm just pumped for you guys i think this is a, a really great event for pittsburgh and the tech community and everybody around Absolutely. I'm excited about it too. And 
Thanks for having me. Great stuff, Derek. Appreciate it. From Dick Thank McKinney. you. Thank you for being such a good egg. Absolutely. Appreciate all the support. So, Audrey, we've got a lot of guests, as I said today, stopping by today. We have Dave Spiegelmont from the Marcel Shell Coalition. Shell Insights right around the corner, just saying. Another another big event here in Pittsburgh. Uh, Tech Vibe returnee, Curtis Wadworth from our from uh, 310 Solutions with TrueFit, talking about his new app, Dorothy. And we have the Dean of the Heinz College of Information Systems, Ramaya Krishna, coming in. So, exciting stuff. We've got a big show in front of us. Don't go away. God, I'm like strapping the seatbelt on now. It's going to be like full throttle. <laughs> Anyhow. I think you need a helmet. I do. <laughs> <laughs> We're taking a quick break. We're coming right back. This is Jonathan Kirsten. And this is Audrey Russo. Remember about the Pittsburgh Technology Council by going to pghtech.org. Follow us on Twitter at PGH Tech. Audrey, it's not too far away where the Marcel Shell Coalition is going to be putting on its Shell Insight uh, Expo. Right. They it do is, it every year. Yeah, I know. It's it's like this is like a big deal. And we're always happy to be a part of this, help promote it, because there's some great stuff going on there. And no stranger to Tech Vibe Radio, we have Dave Spiegelmeyer here, who leads up the Marcel Shell Coalition. Dave, great. thanks for hanging out with us. It's good to be with you guys. Yeah. Great to talk about it. It's no, uh, a lot, lot happening in our I region know. as a result of Shale, and glad to be here to talk about it. Well, why don't you give us the pitch about what's going on in the region, and then we'll talk about the conference. Yeah, I mean, the great part is, you know, we're a decade into development now, and, and we've watched... Yeah, yeah, it's we've like, gone from a period of kind of tight supply and high price to I think a generation of of affordable energy and ample supply of natural gas. You know, right. We produced in 2008 about a quarter of our natural gas needs in Pennsylvania. Today we're producing 20% of America's natural gas needs out of Pennsylvania. And 20%? That's, is it that high? That's 20% of America's natural gas supply coming out of Pennsylvania. Wow, that's incredible. And I think you guys know the western part of the state's an under-pressured area of the shale. It delivers liquid hydrocarbons like ethane, pentane, butane, isobutane, propane, natural gasolines. It's the primary... You know, fuels, ethane that's driving the shell, you know, petrochemical development just you right, know, to our right. west here in Pittsburgh. And, you know, there's 6,000 jobs there that have been generated in our, in our building trades. The building trades are going to play a great role in our conference this year. And they've, you know, we've got a great partnership with the, you know, the, the supply chain and the building trade groups here in western Pennsylvania. So that's really good. I think we got 150. Three cranes I heard yesterday on site at the Wait, Shell facility. 153 cranes. Yeah, it's wow. it's a, it's a record. You, I think it's the largest construction site in America right now. There has to be some sort of software that <laughs> makes sure those cranes are in just the right space so they don't bump each other, yeah. right? <laughs> you know, the great part is, is we've been talking for the last three or four decades about how we've lost manufacturing jobs in our region. And right. This is the first of its kind of where we can generate new plastics manufacturing jobs here in our region, and and I think it's it I think it's a huge opportunity for Western Pennsylvania, but also a big opportunity for Ohio, for West Virginia, it's, even Southern New York. It's really the, it's the whole like big super region as yes, far as that absolutely goes. it is. And no, this is all because that. of the gases underneath our feet. That's absolutely right. Yeah. And today, you know, consumers in our region are you know are paying anywhere from. 56 to 76 percent less than they were a decade ago and I that's can, a great I can way tell. Well. I can, I can, can you feel it i can literally attest to that 40 percent difference in wholesale power generation yeah. rates as well so because that, gas is now a fuel of choice in power gen that plus a 97 percent efficient furnace it's good my my heating bills went down that's dramatically fantastic. <laughs> really? that's fantastic I, I paid for my furnace in like a year and a half <laughs> I think. You, know, wow. the, you know the great part about our conference is we've we've built our conference around a uh innovation and technology you know that's a we're sitting here in your offices here and you know, it's it's great to be able to talk about technology the ideas drive innovation and 
Um, you know, we've seen some great changes in innovation that have, you know, led to longer laterals, less surface development, you know, tighter environmental um, impact and, and, and frankly, greater compliance as a result of the advances in technology, which is Absolutely. wonderful. Absolutely. I mean, almost all the folks in our coalition are Pennsylvanians. We want to make sure we get this done correctly for Pennsylvania. And we have, you know, generational opportunity in energy supply. So that's that's what's happening. And we're going to shine cool. a light on that at the conference. So and that's the big thing. You're putting a light on this. So this is on October 22nd to the 24th. And it's right at the, at the convention center here, the David Lawrence Convention Center. It is indeed. And, like, literally, like, I mean, you can literally walk the floor and you can see all these different companies that are coming into play to make this happen yeah we'll have a good vendor group uh we've got you know this is a partnership now with ohio and west virginia initially the msc was pennsylvania focused but you know we work closely with the ohio gas association and west virginia oil and natural gas association it's an opportunity to talk about the 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 job opportunities and and great um development that's occurred in the basin rather than just in pennsylvania very much so what who should attend the conference you know, Audrey, I think it's it's just about for everybody. You know, we've got a lot of our vendors, folks that support this industry, but now we've got manufacturers that are working really closely with our industry to find opportunities to use more natural gas. Uh, transportation has seen great opportunities and growth because of, of natural gas and oil supply. That same technology that's being used in natural gas, turning a drill bit horizontally, is now being applied um, in the Permian Basin, and we're now a world leader in oil supply. It's why when you have disruption in Saudi Arabia from an attack at, from Iran, you see a 15-cent increase in gas price and not $2 increase exactly. in gas price like, right. we would, like we would have had a decade ago. Exactly. So, it's almost for anyone, anyone who's across the supply chain, That's potentially. Correct. That's anyone correct. who's interested in work. That's correct. I mean, we'll have a number of our vendors that uh, – that will be showcasing not only technology but showcasing what they do. There are certainly um, opportunities, and the building trades have, have really come to – you know, we're working to modernize infrastructure broadly across Pennsylvania. So it's not just compressor stations and pipelines, but it's re- it's renewing the utility infrastructure of mm. Pennsylvania. When prices are low on the commodity side, there have been investments being made to – not only mo- to modernize existing infrastructure, to, but to serve underserved communities, and that's a big deal for Pennsylvania. We got a, a lot of areas of the Commonwealth that don't have natural gas. When we got right. a world class gas supply here, uh, so we're you know we'll shine a light on all that, and I know a number of our utility partners will be talking about that as well. But yeah, you know, the labor the labor community will will lead off our conference. We've got the lieutenant governor from. Um, from West Virginia here. We have the head of the Department of uh, Natural Resources from And it really Ohio. is regional. And I it think absolutely that's important. is. I think that's really important. Yeah, so, the speaker's going to talk a little bit about Speaker of House in Pennsylvania, Mike Terzai, a Western Pennsylvania guy. is going to talk about his energized package of West Virginia or of, uh, for Pennsylvania. He has watched what's taken place in Pennsylvania on the downstream use side. He wants to try and grow manufacturing. It's the it's the silver bolt in job growth for Pennsylvania, and I think he recognizes that. Very so, cool. And yeah. so even people who are in that. technology should be coming to this Absolutely. conference. Absolutely. Technology is driving so much of it, and to me, it's like you got to be there to check it out. So there's a lot of folks that talk about hydraulic fracturing. I think you know, fracking is, is what this is. I would tell you we've been fracking natural gas wells since the 1940s. It's technology that's changed our ability to um, – make generational strides in energy supply. It's the ability to turn a drill bit horizontally. And I would share with you that 
you know, five or six years ago, it had been a 2,000-foot lateral and taken us 60 days to drill it. Today, we're drilling 10,000-foot laterals, and it takes us 20 wow. days to so drill. so you're going two miles. Two miles out. <laughs> that's, and that, and that means amazing. less surface footprint right. for developing far more amounts of natural gas. And that's why, when I made the earlier comment, that we're now a, a world leader in natural gas supply. 20% of America's natural gas supply is coming from here. And you still have 3 billion people across the planet that don't have what we have. And I, when I say that, they don't have the ability to turn a light right. switch on and have energy wow. 24-7. We have the ability to use Pennsylvania natural gas to change the geopolitical makeup for energy supply as well. And we're working to do some of that with our natural gas here in Pennsylvania as well. And I think you have one of our old friends, Steve Winberg. Yeah, is, is, isn't, isn't it great? Funny? I mean, Steve is a, I mean, a lot of folks don't realize a Western Pennsylvania guy, uh, Steve Winberg, who is – Assistant to the chairman of Consolidated Natural Gas before they were bought by Dominion, and then right. I spent some time. We had Steve on the show many years ago. Yeah, I used, Steve used to be part of our when we had the nanomaterials. Exactly yeah, he's, right. He's, he's the number two guy in DOE as the head of fossil fuels. Exactly so, right. I mean, I've I worked with Steve at Consolidated for guy. the bulk of my career, and he's a really, really bright guy. So I'm glad we've got packed, a leader there. Packed couple of days. You yeah, also we do. have a student rate. So if anyone wants to know more about this, yeah. where should they go to find out? Yeah, www.marcelluscoalition.org. Exactly. Uh, we also have a site for Shale Insight. Just type in Shale Insight and you'll find it pretty quick. Yeah. If you go to shaleinsight.com, actually, it breaks down everything that's going on so you it can sure really does. see what you want to go and nerd out on, for lack of yeah. a better term. So. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> Thanks, <great. John. laughs> Very Thank cool. you so stuff. much. Oh, it's really good to be us. with you. Yeah. Always great to have you in really the studio. really appreciate the here. support you guys give us. And uh, uh, thanks for shining a light on it. I appreciate Absolutely. it very much. Great stuff. Hey, we're taking a quick break, but we got a lot Thanks, more guys. Tech 5 Radio coming your way. And once again, go to shaleinsight.com and check it out because it's just a couple weeks away. So there's still time to register and be part of that event. Absolutely. Um, so, yeah, so this is Jonathan Kirsting. And this is Audrey Russo. And you can learn more about the Pittsburgh Technology Council by going to pghtech.org. And if you want to follow us on Twitter, just go on over to at pghtech. We'll be right back after this quick break. Sometimes, Audrey, when we do Tech Vibe Radio on these blessed Wednesday nights from the Huntington Bank Podcast Studio, we get to have way too much fun because we have, I call them repeat offenders, stop by the show. <laughs> and we realized, Kurt Wadsworth here, he's like third time on Tech Vibe Radio because he's kicking butt right. and we got to keep having him come back. And this time I realized he's actually working with another one of our key member companies of the Tech Council, TrueFit, who's also no stranger to Tech 5 Radio. I'm like, man, this is going to be way too much fun. <laughs> so I'm so glad to have both you guys here today awesome. on the show. Just saying. Thank you. Yeah. We're happy to be here. Yes. So what's the word? What's going on? Uh, so we just had our product launch. You did? Yes. Oh. Dorothy AI. Yes. Yeah. Well, there's a lot going on, so I had to limit it to one thing. Okay, let's just right. limit it to one thing. Just so everyone knows, so Kurt's from, he's from uh, 310 Solutions. And mm-hmm. Oh, see, I know him. See, isn't that terrible? See? I just all of a sudden jumped in, didn't introduce you, just oh, no, said right. what's going on. Because well, we, we just know Kurt so well. I know. I'm like, <laughs> let's yeah. go. Turn it on. And the best part is he brought, he brought JB, John Beck. Everyone calls you JB still, right? Yes. I mean, come on. I've known you for years and years and years. That's right. It's a it, common it, thing. It's a common thing. And, and, and so this is actually – is this your second time on Tech uh, Radio? Second time. Yeah. You've had some various iterations once. over the yeah. years. I need to do some scorecarding on this. To, yeah. If I can keep track. Yeah, right. <laughs> and, benchmark. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I digress. But anyhow, so so give us a quick, a quick background on what on what 310 is doing and then the Dorothy AI stuff because that's where you come in with TrueFit. So. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, so we spun up a company called 310 Solutions. We've rebranded it as Dorothy AI because 310 Solutions was way too complicated okay. um, and not the best choice of names. But whatever. 
Uh, Dorothy AI is an AI-driven patent search platform. So we've been developing it with groups of students at CMU and a CTO that we pulled out of the Pittsburgh Supercomputing Center, Jada Pass. Oh, Uh, really? Yep. So we have the whole Pittsburgh community working for us in some way or other. You sure do. That's great. (laughs) That's the plan anyway. Um, But we had a search engine that kind of worked, and we needed a front end and user interface, so we turned to TrueFit. Um, and John was on the case, and well, John's like one of Pittsburgh's the UX guy for crying out loud, right? Can I call you that? Grandpa? Yeah. Grandpa UX? Grandpa? Grandpa. He's like, oh, dude, UX. Before there was any UX. <laughs> I didn't know UX existed until I met John. Are you serious? Yeah, yeah. I had no idea what it was. I, well, I've been stuck in an office doing patent law. I know. So good that you got and you out. changed your yes. name and didn't even tell me. Uh, it's I sorry. Well, you were I knew about it because I get updates from you, right? Yeah. Well, I get your email. You're not a, oh, you're yeah. on Sunday email. nights. Yeah, yeah, I get updates. Yep. Sunday nights. Yeah. And you just had your product launch. We did. With TrueFit. With TrueFit, yeah. at TrueFit. And so where oh. if people want to know how to download this, where would they go? So they would have to contact us. Um, it is a software as a service. Okay. So we have to give them a login. Okay. You would contact me. I'll send you a login, and then you're good to go. And that is a monthly recurring fee? Yes. That's great. And yeah. so is this for mm-hmm. the U.S.? Yes. We're in the U.S. now, but we're building out our database to include uh, international patents. That's awesome. That's one of our big pushes for the next three months. So we should be basically around the world by January, December. I like hearing this. Very, very I'm cool. so proud of yeah. you. Oh, All the way you. around. <laughs> I really am. Thank you. I appreciate it. I mean, how do you feel about you know, here you are, like a patent lawyer. Let's right. face it. Yeah. Okay. He's a recovering patent lawyer. No, he's a no. Patent I'm still doing lawyer. patent law. He's still doing okay. patent law. Right? Putting together a consulting agreement right before he came here. As a matter nice. right. There so he's still doing that. But he decides there's got to be a simpler way to do it. And right. everyone thought there was a simpler way to do it. Exactly. You said no. They don't. They don't know how to do this, and I'm going to do it. Right. Yeah, and that was basically it. Me and Mike Seamus at CMU um, got together on it, and he is in—he's a distinguished career professor in the Language Technology Institute. He's like, "Yeah, there are way better ways to do this." So it took a couple of meetings, but eventually talked me into it. Here we are. I remember remember you had it functioning, and you kind of had your your proof of concept, but then you really need to kick into overdrive, and that's when you're into TrueFit. That's right. How'd you guys link up? So I met TrueFit through Founder Institute. I had gone through Founder oh, yeah. Institute, and they hosted. So I had met a couple of different people there, Ryan and John and a couple of the other mm-hmm. uh, more sales side people. Um, <clears throat> so I started exploring our, our possibilities and really liked TrueFit's uh, approach using the UX and a lot of uh, customer feedback and that sort mm-hmm. of thing to really build a user interface that works for the customer. That's one of the biggest problems I have with a lot of the search technology right. that's out there now is it's just not user-friendly. Exactly. And now TrueFit makes it user-friendly. Right. Right. So, JB, tell us a little bit quickly about TrueFit, its little elevator pitch, and then let's talk about how you're able to help sure. Kurt here with Dorothy AI. Sure. So, you know, TrueFit is a, a, a custom software development partner to companies like Dorothy. Um, you know, Kurt uh, had come to us with 
uh, a really interesting approach to solving some really hard problems in the patent law very hard space. Mm-hmm. Yeah, some really you know sound technology on AI and machine learning side, but it wasn't quite yet a product in the sense that it could be used by a, a patent attorney or a law firm. So that's that's where we come in and, and tackle. So. Uh, or you know, help him tackle that problem. Uh, so TrueFit provides teams uh, with integrated engineering and design, QA testing, and product management, all sort of housed in the team. And so we got to work helping uh, helping Kurt and and Jay find a way to kind of frame a. a, a a way to take this to the market in terms of you know how uh, we we did a lot of research in terms of how um, attorneys organize their work how they how they can quickly get into mm-hmm. searching for patents much faster than using the other tools that uh, are leading in the market the competition but yeah if I, but if I'm not an attorney <coughs> I still might want this right yeah. Um, and we have that kind of built into our business plan. Right. Um, it'll probably be like a pay pay for or a kind of. Can you do a pay by search? Yeah, that's that's kind of what we right. were thinking. Go in there and say, I need where you get a token and you can right. use it to mm-hmm. perform this many searches. See, right. we're, we're, yeah, we're giving some business advice already. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I that's, that's why I come great. back. I think it's. No, Davey was writing that down. Token great. advice. Yeah, <laughs> we have it on camera. Or wait, you were recording this. Do you think <laughs> that there's competitors out there? Uh, there are definitely competitors in the patent search space. No one that I'm aware of is taking the same approach we are, like relying so heavily on the natural language processing and being able to take a query in the language that the inventor would use in order to perform right. a search. See, maybe give us an example. How would someone right. conduct a search? Like what would they right. be some key terms or actual full sentences to describe something? No, we use full sentences. And okay. pictures? Uh, we... we we want to do pictures. We're not there yet. Okay. Um, so basically, we built a user inter- Well, John built a user interface. Yeah, don't take but, credit for it. Did yeah. you see that? Uh, he took credit for it. <laughs> no, I gave it right back. Yeah, I can't really take credit for <laughs> like that. Like I told John before, everybody, all of the, the beta testers and people that we've given it to to give it a try come back and say, the user interface is just wonderful. <gasps> I mean, yeah. I'm like, thank you. So I'm taking that on behalf of John. Okay. <laughs> great. But he hit it completely out of the park. It was fun to walk uh, Kurt and Jay through a process of what we call discovery, mm-hmm. where um, you know we tried to get under the hood to understand at a business level how Kurt's going to take this to market. It's going to be a paid for subscription software as a service kind of model. But then to really get in there, and um, Kurt brought or sort of helped us get access to a whole number of very uh, experienced patent attorneys that we got uh, to spend, you know, some time with and and interview and and sort of talk through the process of how they do it, which was really interesting. So, you know, the goal all along with AI is to take some of that uh, weight off their shoulders, having to think through keywords. It does a lot of that work Mm -hmm. for you. And we were able to sort of figure out a lot of nice ways to add value, keep the process simple. But, um, you know, we heard it, it's a surprisingly non-tech uh, approach. You know, there's a lot of yeah. notepads and a lot of, you know, scribbling things down. Oh, yeah. And, uh, right. Right. Yeah. right. 
it's it's interesting for the team to hear these attorneys saying, you know, when they are contracted, they they don't know anything about the domains that they're being asked, you know, in chemistry and biology right, and right. all these, you know, crazy, uh, you know, industries that their clients work in. And so helping those attorneys make sense of what they're learning in their domain and patent search was something that we recognized we could help them do right. with the interface. So Right. And so if people want to know, what, where would they uh, uh, www.dorothyai.com. Okay, so then you can accept inquir- inquiries from there. Uh, no, you'll see what it looks like, or you'll get some screenshots right. and some of the behind the the scenes sort of what's happening. Um, but if you want to give it a try, either click the "I want to give it a try" button, or you know, send me an email, Kurt at dorothyai.com, Very and cool. I'd be happy to hook you up. Yeah, people That's great. People I'm proud of you. Yeah, I just I took you. this from a, an idea that you were pretty passionate about, a problem that you knew was a problem. Right. Exactly. And that's when it works. Yeah. When no, you focus it's... on the problem, not necessarily the technology. And then I get double pumped when they link up with another company and that helps me <laughs> take it over the goal line like and, that. And it's plus, so cool. he can now dress in his pajamas to work. I know. <laughs> I'm in more than my pajamas. <laughs> Barely. 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 <laughs> Anyhow, I can't appreciate you guys bringing your awesome energy here to talk about this. I think it's a great story. And people yes. want to go to learn about truefit, truefit. Um, uh, truefit.io. Truefit.io. Exactly. Yeah. Good stuff. It's all great. It's great. Truefit is awesome. That's great. That's, that's, that's my little course. pitch for him. That's your pitch right there? Yeah. That's great. Great stuff. Hey, we're taking a quick break. A lot more Tech Vibe coming right at you. This is Jonathan Kirsten. And this is Audrey Russo. We're from the Pittsburgh Technology Council. We have awesome members, just like TrueFit and just like Dorothy AI. Be right back after this quick break. Go to pghtech.org. So glad you're hanging out with us here on Tech Vibe Radio. This is Jonathan Kirsten with the Pittsburgh Technology Council. And uh, I tell you what, the best parts of my job and hosting this radio show, co-hosting this radio show, I get to talk to some of the coolest women and men in Pittsburgh. And folks are just really, I mean, they're working on some of the toughest problems, things that we're not even thinking about, but are super tough problems. We get to put a spotlight on that. We're doing that tonight right here. We have Krishnan. He is the dean of the Heinz College of Information Systems and Public Policy. And I always say, I sleep much better at night knowing Carnegie Mellon's doing what it's doing because like every time I tour the campus and I go to the different different schools, I'm like, wow, like we're innovating here and we're, we're researching and taking that research and turning it into companies and into solutions. So Christian, thank you for hanging out with us tonight. Thank you, Jonathan. So first off, your background's pretty cool. And I'm so glad there's folks like you living in Pittsburgh <laughs> as far as that is. What is your background real quick and what brought you to Pittsburgh and what keeps you in Pittsburgh? Um, well, um, I'm an engineer by training. I, I studied mechanical engineering in, mm-hmm. uh, in India and then... I uh, did my doctoral work at the University of Texas at Austin in operations research and computing and came to CMU in the late 80s. I've been here 31 years. Nice. Very cool. <laughs> so, you are a true Pittsburgh. <laughs> there you go. I am, certainly am. Love the Steelers, and uh, it's, it's, it's been great. Um, and both my wife and I are at the university, and we have two kids. Fantastic. I love it. And like I said, that's why I love Carnegie Mellon so much and the University of Pittsburgh. They bring talent here, and they keep them. And like I said, it makes our ecosystem so much richer because like you're solving some tough problems as far as that goes. So tell us a little bit about the school real quick. What's the elevator pitch on the school and, and the types of uh, t- the types of stuff that, that's going on there? Right. 
The, the Heinz College is a, a, a unique college in many ways because it's home to Carnegie Mellon School of Information Systems right. and its School of Public Policy. So um, I know of no other university. Okay, it's two very seemingly, in my mind, disparate yeah. things that are coming. That's why Carnegie Mellon is so cool because it brings these two very different things right. together, right? right. I, I actually, no other university actually co-locates information technology and public policy in one college like we do. Right. And today, you know, if, if, you've, uh, if you saw Mark Zuckerberg's hearing uh, in Congress, uh, today, people understand why technology and public policy have to start Absolutely. To I mean, it's... So issues of privacy, issues right. of how people are using... I mean, technology data. just drives so much that obviously it's going to affect policy at the end of the day. That's right. It's, it's so much a part of our lives, and it's transforming society in such a fundamental way that oh, yeah. I think this co-location is certainly a really important piece of uh, what it is we do. It makes sense. It makes sense. I mean, you, you have to be one busy guy. <laughs> you're, you're leading up this entire this entire school over there. I, when do you find time to sleep, right? <laughs> well, so it's, it's great fun to be at, at CMU. And also, I should point out, I'm, I'm president of a society yes. called Inform. Yeah, tell us about um, that. Which is an institute for operations research and management science, which is actually a, a large global professional society okay. uh, consisting both of academics and practitioners uh, who are uh, professionals uh, doing operations research and analytics. Operations research goes back to World War II, and it's about using um, mathematical methods and uh, models and algorithms to solve uh, problems both in society right. and in and in business to um, to really add value. It sounds like it's a little or big brother to artificial intelligence, AI. Is that correct? You could think of them as siblings because okay. they sort of grew up around the same exactly. time, I think. They were fighting with each other from time <laughs> to time, right? <laughs> well, I mean, there are some, some examples, I guess, uh, might uh, br- bring this on. Though I think AI is on top of everybody's mind because, you know, right. today we talk to our phones at Siri or to Alexa and – uh, we, um, uh, you know, we take pictures and the pictures are tagged on the phone. Uh, we use uh, Google Maps to get from here to there. Uh, but if you think of um, some of these um, core things that have become part okay. of what it is we do, yeah. let me give you an example Please. of, um, you know, we all deliver packages. We order stuff on Amazon. So take UPS. So UPS won an award from Informs um, a couple of years ago for its Orion system, which basically has very detailed directions to the driver about how to pick up packages and drop it off at your house. And one of the key elements of that, you might say, what, that sounds a lot like Google Maps. But what they do is they ensure that uh, no left turns are made exactly. by the truck. Oh, that's the stuff that absolutely like, mesmerizes me because it's just like people don't realize how complex it is to get that, a package to your front door, and, right? <laughs> yeah, and, and there's no left turn idea is actually a really important one because what it does is – it prevents idling of a truck, waiting for vehicles to pass right. before it makes a left turn. Accidents. And, and therefore, it's also the case that not only is it optimization in terms of reducing the number of miles driven, but it also reduces, improves air quality because you're not idling, right. waiting for, for the to left turn. To make the left. So th- these aspects of how do you optimize – in terms of delivering packages to the door while at the same just time improving air and quality. Right, and, and just <laughs> driving straight and making right-hand turns. <laughs> <laughs> so that's, that's a great example of operations research in action, which is also, in a sense, like AI. Yes. Um, 
it's, in this particular example. I, I think it gets really blurry in some ways. Yeah, in some you, ways you could maybe blurry. have like a bar fight around that. And just say, <laughs> I actually think that's more, you know, research. Like, no, 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 it's definitely AI. <laughs> well, there's, there are some aspects of cognition and perception which very clearly are AI. Okay. Like, you know, when we talk to people or we talk to your phone or you recognize pictures, these are classically examples where AI is focused attention. Operations right. research is really focused on societal and business problems along the lines that I just described. Gotcha. Very much so. Now, speaking of societal issues, mm-hmm. traffic, yes. right? That's something we all hate. And we all don't <laughs> want to be stuck in it. And we're always like, can't they just time the lights? Well, guess what? There's a really cool Carnegie Mellon spin out called Rapid Flow Technologies. I think they're a great example of this kind of convergence of AI and OR kind of coming together. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so Rapid Flow, um, it was a, 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 actually it's a spinoff from a, a project that was uh, um, um, led by Professor Steve Smith. Okay. And um, the cool aspect of um, this particular technology is it sort of takes a traffic light, and you might think of you know, traffic light as the most mundane sort of thing that you normally sort of see, don't pay much attention to. But the idea here is to sort of have a camera mounted on top of the traffic light that would sense the density of the traffic that's actually flowing along on the road. So, for instance, yeah. if there's no traffic at all that's on the road, why why should we just have a car wait and idle? Exactly. You know, so let them keep going. Let them keep going. Exactly. Right? And you can't solve – and if you have a, a number of traffic lights, you, it's hard to solve uh, an optimization problem. And I use the word optimization here to ensure that you have the traffic flowing smoothly across all these traffic lights. So rapid flow solves this problem – each one traffic light at a time, but each of these traffic lights talk to one another exactly. so that they can coordinate. They start ganging up on you in a good That's way. Right. <laughs> and by being adaptive to the traffic flow, what what they've come up with is a solution that actually improves congestion or reduces congestion by like 25%. Exactly. And because cars are not idling again and waiting for lights to change, air quality Air quality goes up. up. And we need that in Pittsburgh, right. as we all know. We all Everywhere we go, we want that air quality. That's right. And this began as a 10 traffic light um, test bed in East Liberty. And it's a project out of um, a Smart City Institute that right. uh, the Heinz College in Engineering and all of CMU has called Metro 21. And from the 10 traffic light street bed, it became uh, a test bed. It became a 50 traffic light test bed. And then the Port Authority Trust and PennDOT have made it uh, a best practice. And now we have Rapid Flow. I love it. Uh, which is one of uh, which is a Tech 50 finalist. I, I know. So exactly. Awesome. We were really pumped. I was like, man, I just love it when all these kind of things kind of come together. And it's, to me, it's just very exciting. because It's a real world example as to how these things are really improving our lives. Right. Now, before we hit the record button, we were just talking a little bit about how you know, some people get a little – I don't think uh, freaked out is quite the right word for it, but people think all this automation could be displacing jobs. And I keep saying there's some – obviously, there can be some some short-term craziness because technology does disrupt things. But I think it creates more opportunity for for more things to happen and create better and and, and more interesting jobs as it helps kind of get rid of some of the more mundane kind of repetitive type stuff. What are your thoughts on that? So I think it might be useful for us to take a step back and and ask the question, you know, what is a job? And if you think of a job as consisting of a set of tasks, technology usually has an impact on substituting work at the level of a task. Now, if you have a job consisting entirely of tasks, where each of those tasks is going to be done via the technology, let's say, if you recall, in the old days when you uh, got on the Pennsylvania Turnpike, uh, you'd pick up a, um, you know, an entry ticket ticket, from a human being, and then when you exit 
you'd hand it to a human being, you'd, you'd, you'd pay the, the amount. Now, and I'm each, idling while I'm doing that, creating air pollution. <laughs> <laughs> but, but each one of those steps today right. can be done autonomously, right? So that's an example where a job consists of tasks, where each of those tasks is automatable. But the majority of tasks, majority of jobs may consist of some tasks that are, that are going to be um, substituted by technology, but the rest of it perhaps even might be augmented by technology. Right. right? And that's with like robotic process automation like RPA that, and things that, like that, it right? It could be that. It could be decision support. Uh, it's like telling the driver what to mm-hmm. do. Like, for instance, turn left. Exactly. Instance. Yeah. So when you have um, this kind of situation where the tasks themselves are changing, the nature of work changes, which means there's a huge opportunity to reskill and get people um, ready for the new jobs of the future – which are going to come about on account of this technological change that's causing a change to the way the work itself is absolutely, being done. Absolutely. And what's fascinating, you're at the front seat of this. You're seeing it happen, and you're just really at the bleeding edge of it, which I think is just so exciting. I think it's the, the most important thing is both via Carnegie Mellon and what we do at Informs, I think there's a real opportunity to take on these big societal issues, and many of these will require a multidisciplinary lens to address them. So you need not only an understanding of technology, but an understanding of economics, for instance, of how things are going to likely change. Exactly. And then how we might use technology to actually provide the kind of skilling and retraining people might need to best allow them uh, to find paths to economic prosperity. Well put. I can't thank you enough for hanging out with us today. Hey, thank you, John. Do you have a, a website people can go to and, and to learn more about everything you guys are up to there at the um, high school? Actually, just go to the, the heinz.cmu.edu. Simple as that. So, yeah. Krishnan, you are the dean of the Heinz College of Information Systems and Public Policy. Those two things coming together, very powerful stuff. So glad you got to hang out with us tonight on Tech Vibe Radio. Terrific. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you. Hey. Once again, thanks for making Tech Vibe part of your Wednesday night. Really appreciate it. Hope you learned something fun. I know I always do. And for me, it's just such an honor to be able to talk to some of the coolest people in Pittsburgh that are really making this place really just be awesome. Simple as that. So anyhow, until next Wednesday, this is Jonathan Kirsten with the Pittsburgh Technology Council. Learn more about us at pghtech.org. See you next Wednesday.